Yeah, that shit was fun. Give me your hand. <laughs> oh, D. Lou. <laughs> nice recovery, bro. Yeah, I'm out. Y'all are still having fun. Scott, I'm Lone Star, baby. Nice bell roll, Evan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Wazzy Circus Radio, the show where I sit down with the coolest people I've met in over a decade, <laughs> a professional skydiving son. Yo, let me get this list out. Let me get this list out. Oh, this phone is not an Apple phone at all. Samsung, step your game up. Today's Toast to Life from Odell Brewing Company, 90 Shilling. This is our go-to when we go snowboarding in Colorado, and they sell it everywhere now here in Texas. Um, named for the Scottish tax on high-quality beer. 90 Shilling is a medium-bodied amber ale with a distinct burnished copper color and a deeply pleasant aroma. We think you'll find our flagship ale brilliantly refreshing and worth every shilling. I can't speak tonight. Um, really enjoy 90 shilling. It's also brought to you by Topo Chico because our, our guest tonight does not drink alcohol. Ah. Uh, yo, Wazzy Circus Adventures. California is full. Thank you guys for coming. Um, it's going to be awesome. We are checking out a secret cenote adventure for you guys. And then we have Costa Rica coming up December sometime or something. I don't know. I'll let you guys know. Patreon. Without you guys, we can't do it. Shout out to Nicholas Romo, man. Thank you for joining, and thank you for joining on the level that you joined. I didn't expect that, man. We need to jump, buddy. All right. Jeff Gowie, brother from another mother. Flight nights, paramotors, skydiving, uh, Wazi Circus Flight School, the uh, Learn to Skydive Austin.com. Jeff is an integral part in everything I do. I couldn't do it without you, man. Nick James. <laughs> Thank you for supporting, man. Heather Shanae, she'll be on the show next week. Uh, <clears throat> Going to be exciting. She is the president of the nudist colonies of America. I think I said that. That's cool. I'm excited to talk to her. She's probably going to be naked, and we probably can't post that show, but you can listen to the audio. <laughs> uh, my eyes in the sky, Jonathan O'Rear. Man, without you, dog. Without you guys, we can't do this. Um, we're putting together more shows. We're doing mobile shows. We're trying to put together events. With the Patreon help, we'll keep it going. Give what you think it's worth. Uh, we'll keep bringing you hot shit. Our wish, li wish list. If you have an old Mac laying around that we could put Final Cut Pro on, that would save us thousands of dollars. That'd be super dope. You guys can donate that. Um, a subscription to Final Cut Pro if one of you guys want to do it. Or just hook us up on Patreon so we could buy it ourselves. Cool? All right, my guest today. First skydive, 1998. That's when I hopped on a motorcycle from Arizona to go to college. I wasn't even thinking about skydiving. Um, <laughs> 2200 skydives. He's been flying head down since the early 2000s. He's a <sighs> professional country music singer in San Antonio. He has two residencies. Not just residencies. country. Residencies. Oh, whatever. <laughs> On the city walk <laughs> in San Antonio. What else do you sing? Rock? Oh, yeah. You like wild thing. Yeah, no, no. It's a classic rock, classic country, classic R&B. Really? Oh, yeah. What's your favorite R&B song? Oh, come on. Uh, you know, I, 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 I can sing. I can, I can, 
I can get into a deep bag. I can do some shy lights for you. Okay. Okay. You know, I can I can do some Marvin Gaye. I can do some Temptations. I can do some uh, Smokey Robinson. You ever play at Boogies? Yeah, I play at the uh, at the at the Spaceland Boogie every year. What and is then that? I the the spring the come and take a boogie. I don't know what that is. That, that's I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. I'm just teasing. All right. I love you and, guys. Then, and then uh, I played at Lone Star Boogie once too. Right on. So you know that, that that was more informal. So yeah, yeah. Well, no, you, no, classic everything. Classic everything. I, because I'm old. Yeah. No, because you're refined. Oh yeah, because I, I I started learning songs a long time ago. So what's your favorite favorite guitar? Where's your favorite sh- strum to go after? What kind of question is that? I don't know. Like, you're a musician. Like, you know, the song's coming up next, and you're really excited. What is it? Because you know you're about to shred the strings. Well, it's all what people want to hear. You know, Ooh. I take requests. and, and So you don't have a favorite? No. No, I, I I do I have hundreds. You've been doing of, it that long. Huh? I have hundreds of songs up here, and 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 uh, but we're here to talk about skydiving. No, we're here to talk about skydivers. Okay. And you're a skydiver, Very and what helpful. you do is play fair, music on the Riverwalk in San Antonio. Right. That's that, a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But how I got into skydiving is an in, is directly related to the musical career. All right. So we will get there. We will yeah, get there. What yeah. are you jumping now? What gear you got? Uh, I have a Javelin that I've had forever, um, container, and a Spectre 120 after having a Spectre 150. Okay. And before that was big-ass canopies. I can't even remember what they were. Right uh, You know, uh, uh, but I, I think my first rig was actually a Dolphin. Wow. Yeah. Who let you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was sold to me by, from the drop zone where I learned at, I think. And where, where's your home drop zone? The, where I learned at? Yeah. Skydive. Cancun, which is actually located in Playa del Carmen, as in the next Wazi adventure. Oh shit! You yeah. mentioned that you learned in Cancun. I'm one of the very few people that went through AFF there. And this is a story, man. We got to get got to get into what the origin. What possessed you to do AFF? I mean, they, they do. I know Mexican skydivers are badass, so I have nothing against them. It's just. You know, you're from Cal. You're living in Cal. Why, why Mexico? Well, over the, like Paris the, the, or Elsinore? Now we have to go into the origin story. Well, let's go, D. Right. Well, right well, you know, so we can tie it in. To, let's the, go. You know, skydiving. If anybody's been watching Ted Lasso, there's a uh, there's a, a Spanish speaking character player on the soccer team who always just says, "Football is life." Uh-huh. And and we know skydiving is life. life Jumping is life. Flying yeah. is life. You it, know? it is. So, so here's 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 the uh, the nutshell origin story. Okay. I grew up just outside of New York City, and you know, hour or less, hour and change outside of New York City in a suburb, and uh, and started playing music in high school. I was too small to play football, and uh, okay. I was playing. Freebird and at backyard uh, keggers, you know. What years? What years? This is, is like seventy five, seventy four, seventy five, seventy six, and then I went off to college in seventy seven. In California, Cal- at, at the universe, a, University a, of Southern California. It's a long way away from New York. Bro. It was, you know, I got accepted at Syracuse, University of Chicago, and University of Southern California, and I looked at the, at the three of the colleges and I said. Cold, 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 and <laughs> and warm and sunny. I go. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, I didn't even have to pretend to be on the crew team like Lori Laughlin's daughter <laughs> to get in. You mean paid to pretend? Yeah, exactly. To be other, yeah. So so anyway, so I get out to college and I, um, 
joined a fraternity, and the fraternity, Which fraternity? Uh, the Alpha Tau Omega fraternity, and they had a professional um, uh, a competition uh, or a, a competition between the fraternities for a song and dance thing, and they they knew that I played guitar. They knew that I played guitar, and they said, "Okay, you're going to play guitar for us." And they brought in some ringers to fill out the band that would play behind the uh, behind you know behind this thing. And those ringers that they brought in were a, a bass player and drummer who were brothers. And our first gig was at the Hollywood Bowl. Really, my first profession, my first first gig in California was at the Hollywood Bowl, playing for a song competition where the fraternities and sororities each hooked up with one other, you know, a fraternity hooks up with a sorority and then they put on a medley of songs for like a five minute medley, you know. Yeah. And, and anyways, the bottom line is those guys had a band and they asked me to join it. So right. all through college, I played music in a professional working cover band. In L.A.? In it, all, we played every high school prom from close to San Diego to Santa Barbara. So you've been hustling music yeah, for a so, while. Yeah, so, so the first professional, that, so the band debuted in summer of 78. We stayed together till 85. I graduated from college in that time. We played all through that time. We played six gigs a month, you know, I'd say on average. And, and uh, in retrospect, those were good paying gigs. Of course, we didn't keep any of the money. We spent it all on new equipment. Bottom line is, I did that and I loved it, but at the same time I was partying, 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 and I had a banking career after college plus the guitar playing, and it got too much, and I needed to change my life. Mm-hmm. And what, what needed to go? What needed to go was the excessive drugs and alcohol. Okay. And I had given up playing guitar uh, in like '87. And I was working as a real estate investment banker for one of the Baby Bell firms, uh, U.S. West, which was the phone company in in the Western United States. Anyways, bottom line was I was dealing with wannabe Donald Trumps of the world. Mm -hmm. I was making really good money and I was spending a ton of it on lifestyle that wasn't getting me anything in return. Are we allowed to say what? Drugs and alcohol, yeah. Which drugs, a lot of drugs. Well, come on. You know, I grew up in in, in Los Angeles. It's all good. We don't have to say In in the late 70s. Runny noses, I Exactly. If you've ever seen seen Boogie Nights, you know, that was was me. Anyways, so. Yeah, as a rock star, young rock star, what, your young 20s. Right. Bunch of money and investment banker status. Yeah, and you know, and so, so. What did you drive? I didn't. I just a a a, a Toyota. Uh, you didn't 400. get like a Ferrari. No, no. I did, I wasn't making that kind of money, but I was making six figures how by much, the time I was th- thirty. How much gel did you put in your hair when you were out there? I didn't. I, I wasn't a gel guy. I just uh, kept it short. Anyways, here's the bottom line. <laughs> I I got sober in 1992. What was your what was the catalyst? Well, I, I it was just needed to change. Why? What happened there? Well, no. Uh, uh, my, actually, my sister and my mother flew out and did an intervention they said you need help and i said you're right family you're good so so i went to rehab and i moved to santa fe new mexico where my mother lived and i got out of rehab and i said i don't know what I, i i didn't owe any money i didn't have a family to support i had the world was wide open to me at that point in life and i told my mother 
I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but I want to snowboard this winter. Yeah. So the first year of my sobriety, I bought a season ticket to... Angel Fire? No, to Santa Fe Ski Basin. Beautiful. And I, her house is on the road that goes up to the mountain. Yeah. So I could walk out of the house three minutes beyond the road to the ski basin, put out my thumb, and get a ride within two minutes. I never waited more than two minutes to get a ride up to the ski basin. And snowboarding was something I'd picked up in probably like 86, 87, when it was really kind of new. Brand new, yeah. And I loved it. And I just did it every day for that winter. And I picked up the guitar again. But this time, it was an acoustic guitar. And I started playing with other people in Santa Fe. And my first professional gig was that year, 1992, uh, uh, where I was paid $25 for two nights, twelve fifty dollars a night, uh-huh. to be the side man for a guy who was making $100 a night. Right. You know, they, they just decided to throw me a bone. Anyways, within 18 months of sobriety, I was-ish, I was on the road playing full-time, six nights a week, at this place called Chelsea Street Pubs. There were 22 of them all over the Texas, New Mexico, Louisiana. Play six nights in one place and then then seventh day travel. So I became a professional musician in 1993 working full time. And I did that for about four years. Still investment real estate? No, no, no. That, oh, that was long gone. Music. Okay. Full time, yeah. So this is after rehab, everything's yeah, gone. Yeah, post rehab. You fell in with those guys, and now you're touring. Yeah, it was just me, just by myself. It was me. It was a solo act. Wow. Now, I had a, a guitar, electric guitar, an amplifier. I was playing with backing tracks. I was you know, doing a whole bunch of different stuff. Anyways, bottom line is that the kids were getting younger. I was getting older, even though I was only like 35, 36. I, I didn't see a future playing in that circuit. I said, where can I play for people that are closer to my age and play music that I like a little bit better than than they were asking for Nine Inch Nails and I wanted to play Temptations. Right. So right. so I said, okay, cruise ships. So how, I. How did you stumble on that? Well, no, I just knew where where can you play full time as a solo as a, musician, as a right. musician. Casinos, cruise ships. Casinos, cruise ships, ski areas. Ski areas, yeah. Or Key West. Okay. Virginia Beach, you know. Yeah, yeah, pier. Bob Beach. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, like, yeah. Tourist areas, you can get rid Tourist of Tourist areas, you can, you can work full Dave time. Dave and Buster's. <laughs> so I got myself on cruise ships, and it was hard work to get there. Did you go straight to Royal? I went to Norwegian first, and okay. then and then Royal Caribbean. So I got on my I got on Norwegian Cruise Line. This is, this is going to tie into skydiving, people. It ties in right here. Okay. 97, I am got the gig. Sometime in 98, I'm on a ship, and it was the Super Bowl. So it's obviously end of January, early February. That Super Bowl had a TV commercial of a sky surfer. Oh, a, a, what's his name? The French Troy. I think it was Troy. Okay. Anyways, the bottom line is he's flying on a snowboard in the sky. Kind of. And and I and I came into the lunchroom the next day, the, the the employee lunchroom, and I just go, Did you see that commercial? That guy, you know, was on a snowboard in the sky. I wanna learn how to do that. Right. And somebody actually said, 
I think you have to learn how to skydive first. I said, yeah, okay, well, where can you do that? And they go, well, they have a place in Playa del Carmen. Hmm. This ship stopped in Playa del Carmen and Cozumel, which is right across. Right. It's a 10-mile you know, little strait that you can take a ferry boat across from. Right. And I was... I went the next time we went into either Playa or you Cosmo. you docked? Yeah, you, get, you dock at 9 o'clock in the morning and you leave at 5. And, and so you do have to wait till the guests get off first. Right. You you can, you've got a five-hour window-ish. You went and learned AFF in five hours and jumped? No, no, not, no. It oh, took okay. many weeks of visiting that port because the no ship goes shit. there every Wednesday every Thursday and so here's the thing is that this ship actually went there it went to Playa and and did an overnight in Playa and went to Cozumel the next morning so you so I could actually go there two days yeah and so I would so I went I had no idea where I was going it in Playa it's next to senior frogs and and so I got off the ship. I could see senior frogs. I walked there, and they go, "Where's the skydive?" And they go, "Around the corner, around the corner." I go in. I go, "I want to learn how to skydive." And they go, "Okay, you have to do a, a tandem first. I go, "I don't want to do a tandem. I want to learn how yeah, to skydive." Well, they said, "No, you have to do three tandems first. Well, that was that was Jerry and Michelle Salazar. Okay, they were brothers. They were younger than me, and they owned that place. They learned skydiving at. Chicago and Longmont at 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 with yeah, with, Ru, with Rick and Nelson Ru, yeah yeah and and, and, and so they did it right two brothers mm -hmm. and they one was a rigger they were both AFF instructors both of them were AFF one was a rigger the other one was a pilot they had mm -hmm. a one eighty two and they did tandems all it's a day drop long zone like a muffler and wait that not only oh, there uh, there's oh, that's the first one. one. <laughs> I challenge them not to do it. Oh, so here we go. So think about it. They landed right in front of senior frogs. Perfect. So every time a tourist saw that, they're saw like, I'm going next. Yeah. And they go right next door and sign up. And I was the only student, I believe, that entire summer at, the, at, at there. Uh, you know, so I would go and I could do at the most two jumps, a you day. know, yeah. in that day. But I got my, I got my, uh, I got, and the, the, here's a picture, uh, there, if you can put it up, there's a picture uh, uh, of, of that drop zone. It's absolutely well, playa. beautiful. That's Playa. So we'll be there next week. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then there's one of me landing on the beach there. Beautiful. And, hey, um, did you snowboard before, I mean, did you skateboard before you snowboarded? A little bit. The skateboards that I learned on back in the 60s. Were wood with the plastic wheels? They actually had metal wheels. It was like oh, a roller skate. Yeah, they were right. bad news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so but you a picked bit. up snowboarding pretty good. I, I was okay. You know, I self-taught. And, and Have you done skyboard yet? I never have. After all that. To? Not really. I know a couple guys that have them. Not really. So, now, <laughs> That's why you started. <laughs> I know. You don't want to complete the journey? I, maybe. I can help you complete the journey. Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk. You know it's not a snowboard, though. No. Your feet, are, your feet are forward. Do you understand that? You don't stand sideways. Yeah. I, well, really? Yeah, yeah. It, no, 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 no. I've seen uh, I've seen that woman who, who does the helicopters has, has her feet uh, sideways no, on it. Nope, they're forward. I've seen them. They're forward. Okay. I promise. Okay. I've, I've flown them. I've rigged them for people. 
Your feet, okay. are, your feet are forward and offset. It's so awkward. It is not a snowboard. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was in mm. love with the same thing. And then when I put one on, I was like, this is jacked up. It's not the same. It's fun, though. And it's not hard to fly. Yeah. It's not hard to fly, but it's not like a snowboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your feet are forward. So. It's weird. But um, it, the great thing about learning in that environment was as the only student, I got tons of attention Mm. Uh, you know, and, and they were great instructors, not good. They were, they were both great instructors. And I learned how to land on a really narrow strip of sand. Of, of sand. And nine times out of 10, the wind is blowing directly from offshore straight into the beach. Right. So you have a, the narrow part of the beach to land on. But because it and was such crosswind. a, but because it was such a, no, you'd land straight into it. Um, toward the water. Towards the water. Yeah, but it's such a, a great 15-mile-an-hour yeah, breeze. Steady. Yeah, you that, don't ever hit the water. Right. So here's here's what's fun is that I took that skill, and I took it to land with my A license. And one of my first places that I jumped was Skydive Albuquerque when it was located right next to the Albuquerque airport. And I jumped out of the 206, had a... Great early, you know, skydive number 26 or something. And I flared at my usual spot and I dropped 15 feet. Oh, God. <laughs> and hit the, hit the, pounded in, pounded in, uh, you know, twisted ankle. Not, not yeah. bad, but, but, but it happens. But, but, but it was, I was so used to that butter, that butter, 15, sky. 15 mile yeah. an hour, steady, no steady turbulence, wind. no nothing turbulence in the airflow. Exactly. Ocean. So, 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 it's like surprise. The, the Reality. Air, wait, wait, you're at five thousand feet elevation, so the yeah. air is thin. Yeah. I pulled those handles where I usually pulled them, and I just sank. I just dropped. I've had a couple friends go to either Longmont or El Paso, right? Not ready for what's happening, and they pounded. Yeah, they so. pounded. You got to ask <laughs> when you go to a new drop zone. What's the difference? What's well, going on? There you go. There you go. But uh, so, anyways, the, that, how many jumps did you get in Playa del Carmen? Oh, I wound up getting hundreds, because because I I would (laughs) if I brought tandems I would jump for free, and my strategy was I would no no on on the ship there is a there is a corridor that runs the entire length of the ship that's on the uh, sea level. Uh, that is not for passengers. It's just, it's just for crew, and it's a wide corridor, and it's called the I-95 after Interstate 95 that runs up and down the East Coast. Everybody just calls it the I-95. I would pack my parachute on, on the, the I-95 so they would see. You, yeah. And and then as soon as as soon as two people from the uh, from the skating cast go, they have to tell their friends, and then yeah. then I so Everybody, I took, I took tons hundreds, of tandems. hundreds of 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 crew tandems. Wow, artists and musicians. And yeah, well, and, singers and, and, dancers, and bartenders, bartenders and casino casino workers love to do it. So, you That's know, awesome. so, so but. Uh, it, wow, it, you it, shared that experience with hundreds of people. Yeah, I mean, a couple hundred at least. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Uh, I wish I had my logbook. The logbook that they gave me was made on, like, old-fashioned, like, papyrus paper, like, uh, like as if it was from Egypt in, 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 yeah. in, you know, like 2000 B.C. Right. And that was the logbook that they gave me. I, I, I was looking for it today to see if I could bring it. But it uh, oh, that's pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the great thing was that I, I uh, 
And then I did cruise ships from t almost 20 years from that point. I, I finally got off the ships in 2016. And what, 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 what inspired you to leave? Well, I got married in 2012 to mm. my beautiful wife, Patty. And she spent four years with you going out to sea and coming back? Well, she'd already spent eight years with, or seven years, eight, seven or eight years by then of dating me, you know, while, while, you're going. while I was doing. So it was nothing new. Right. And, but to, to tie it into skydiving, I had have to uh, squeeze my skydiving into the, the short time I'd be off the ship. So my contracts would be five months on, six weeks off, mm -hmm. you know, kind of five months on, five weeks off. Sometimes I'd go a year and then take two weeks off because, you know, I was making good money, money from the musician. Like, whatever, right. And I would bring my rig whenever I could. And, and so, for instance, in 2000 or 1999, I would be out of uh, Galveston or maybe, no, about, about a little later, 03, 2003, I, I'd be on a ship out of Galveston. I would keep my car in the Galveston, near the Galveston port. I had a hookup where I'd get a port policeman to drive me to my car, which wasn't close to the ship. I'd get him a carton of Marlboros in Mexico for 10 bucks. Oh, nice. And, and then he'd just, I'd, he'd get me off the ship right away and then get me to my car. I would drive 50 miles to Spaceland Rocheron. Rocheron, yeah. Get two jumps, maybe three, maybe, you know, and have to drive like hell to get back to the ship, you know, because if you're late, to get back on the ship, you're fired. Right, right, right. So that's how I'd get my jumps in, was like here and there. What sparked the passion? Why were you so diehard? Well, there you go. That's Isn't that the great question? Yeah. Skydiving replaced the rush of, you know, the adrenaline rush of, of drugs and alcohol completely for me, you know, and I, blew it I, out I, I craved it. And, 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 you know, I, I hate to use the word addictive, but it is, it is a, a bit of an addictive sport. Oh, it's very addictive. You know, and don't and, lie to yourself. And also, it becomes part of your identity in a way that, you know, a, a person who takes up golf or tennis as an adult, not as a kid, but if you know, and and if they they golf maybe thirty times a year, you know, and it's very important to them. Mm -hmm. But the skydiver who takes it up and goes 30 times a year, that's like, like they'll be the skydiver first practically and then everything else. Yeah. Second. Yeah. It becomes, it, it does that make sense to make? It becomes a, no, it does. Integral it does. part of your identity. Yeah, because the golfer, it's a peripheral thing and they may use it for other things. I, I see, listen, skydiving is the most vain Thing a person can that's do. interesting there's nothing that, it doesn't help anybody it, <laughs> peripherally because you're happier you're nicer because you're happier because you're fulfilled you're allowed to fulfill other people like if you're pushing yourself and living the best life you got then you can't wait to see somebody else living their best life if you're not living your best life and you're upset with yourself and somebody else is living their best life it's easy to be upset with them and that's just human nature that's all of us yeah. right jealousy is a, is a thing skydiving will give you it'll fill that void but it doesn't i guess tennis doesn't help anybody either. well you know but i mean but listen, go listen, golf listen. is a very challenging game i know that but it, it doesn't help anybody else i don't know well how, how does <laughs> golf benefit your wife at home 
right? Other than you being happy. Hey. And skydiving, that's, that's what skydiving, it's nothing better or worse than golf. It's what it does. It, it fulfills something for you, but on an extreme level. Yeah, it is. So, so anyway. Yeah, you know, a bad day of skydiving, you're dead. Yeah. Bad day of golf, you just go home frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah. Right? I, there's, there's, I, the stakes that, that, are that higher. Is. That is, and there's not a day at the casino where you lose your ass and you can make it back. Yeah, you get hurt skydiving, you're fucked. It, there's oh. real consequences which make the benefits that much more stark. Sure, like when you let go of that aircraft, anything can happen. Yeah, and, and, and you have to accept and, it. And one of the weirdest things that you can do, if you, especially if you're doing a solo jump, is to think about what you're doing as you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's the worst to do. But, but so, so, anyways. To tie it back to skydiving, to my skydiving experience, is that I was trying to squeeze jumps in here and there, and then I would go to, say, Eloy uh, for a week or, 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 you know, or so, or 10 days, and try to just jump, 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 jump. That's one of them pages. Show that up, Mom. Oh, oh they, yeah. And, and, and... Gia, deliver pizzas. I'm from Domino's. Yeah. Ah, just kidding. That's about 2,000, right? Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe two thousand ish. What rig is that? That that's the javelin. So you still got that same rig? Yeah, I guess still got the same rig. It ain't blown apart yet. No. So here's here's Shout the out thing. The javelin. Is that look at that, you guys. I wish I wish that I had more financial resources back then. Or even 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 the fact that I didn't I chose not to spend money with getting coaching, even though it was available. And, you know, I would, I would try to, I would try to pick things up from organizers, try to pick things up from other flyers and peripheral. Yeah. And, and, and not getting direct coaching. And, and, and even though it was suggested to me that I I, I thought it was too expensive. And now back then, you know, you'd pay, especially like at Arizona, you'd pay for their slot, your slot, plus the coaching fee. You know, that's what it is. And, and, and it would get, you know, get expensive. expensive. But I didn't see the value in it. And today I see the value in it that I didn't, uh, didn't avail myself of it. You right. know, and, and, and let's face it, though, five jumps with a coach is not going to get it. You know, you need to no, you gotta 25 advance. just to even get, you know. Depending on the coach, but yeah. Yeah, or, or at, at least. 20 at least 10 20 you know coach jumps i i liken um jumping without a coach in the beginning is like stumbling around stumbling around in a dark room trying to figure your way out by just jumping yeah you can't fucking see man what are you going to figure out on your own you know you need somebody with a flashlight to be like look this is what you need to do and and i'll give you a great example i wish i had the picture here or it was an old video i'm jumping with a space ball head down Mm mm-hmm and my body position is chest, chest out, big, elbows in, elbows in, pizzas out, legs wide, and 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 I'm so I'm I'm using every muscle in my body to counteract my bad body position. Right. But I'm with the ball, my fingers on the ball, and you got the shot. But you know, am I flying? <laughs> you know. Well, you're there, man. You can't you can't discredit it. No, much, no, but but. but um, but then I would actually see, you know, I got I got to jump a lot in Eloy when I'd be off the ship, 
and it was Steve Curtis and Omar Al Hagelin. Al I wish I could pronounce Omar, his name. Omar, Omar Sky. We call him Omar Sky. Omar, legend of sports. Shout out, legend, Omar. Is he legend. Still alive? Omar, you still yeah, alive? sure, of course. Uh, you please be on my show. If you anybody knows Omar Al Hagelin, so we were at the boogie. Okay, we were at the boogie, and I put my suit pants on over my leg straps, like Omar did. And um, did you ever see Crosswind? I'm sure you've seen Crosswind. I I don't think I actually. I, oh, it's uh, one of the greatest skydive right. movies ever sure. made. Fucking YouTube it right now. Crosswind by Patrick. Patrick something. DePass. DePass. Yeah. yeah. See. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking old school. So, yeah, but Omar puts his uh, pants on over his leg straps, no shirt on, so it looks like he doesn't have any leg. Dude, I love that shit. Omar's so, a man, dude. So so. Uh, anyways, so he and Steve Curtis would be, you know, had the team back then. I'd be on the plane, of course, not jumping, but I could have taken lessons from either of them if I'd been willing to Focus. part with the money. Yeah. You know, it was a, a money issue. Uh, anyway, it I chose not to. I could have perceived money issue. I could. Yeah, you could have sacrificed. I should have. I should have. And, and uh, so, you know, I didn't overcome bad habits really till I got off the ships and started jumping in the same place all the time. Arizona. No, no, no. This is here at, at, uh, in Texas at Luling, at okay. Lone Star and, and Spaceland, and was jumping with some of the same people and the same organizer. And, and I've got to make a big shout out to my, my sensei, Michael Rose. Mike Rose, friend of the show, baby. And, and, uh, and, and of course, Steve Downey, you know, because and, and, uh, I thought that I could fly. Right. And I couldn't. You know, uh, uh, not to hang with the big boys at all, but I thought right. I could because, right. I, you know. Well, you were a big fish where you were at. You were head down. You were no, no, like, no. If you fast forward, you could find Omar and them in Arizona. So anyways, uh, I, I, here's what I. I uh... <laughs> well, that's a commercial. <laughs> anyways, the bottom line is, is I, I wound up jumping way too much by myself. I'd be out in Arizona and. There'd be airspeed would be on the plane. Omar and Steve and their video flyer would be on the plane. A, a, a couple other people and then me. And so I have probably in my 2,200 skydives, I probably have 1,200, 1,400 solo jumps. You know, which is not You're shitting me. I'm not. I'm not. What the? F yeah. F bomb. Did yeah. you do for a thousand skydives? It just. Trying to teach myself how to fly head down. You're hard-headed, Derek Lewis. Well, but there was nobody to jump with. There was, in Eloy, there was no one to jump I'm, with. In Skydive, Arizona, there wasn't a skydiver to jump sometimes with. Sometimes when I'd be out there in the wintertime, when I'd be off the ship, or uh -huh. in the summertime, nobody was going head down. That's, that's you know. See, because you skipped everything. I skipped everything. <laughs> yeah. Listen, he skipped everything. I Dude, did. you saw the video. We're down, we're head down docking. It's all good. But we go to a sit or something, you're not, yeah, yeah you skipped I, it. That's why I'm going to the tunnel every yes. week. That's yes. why I flew with you today. That's why I'm I'm. You're investing willing, in yourself. That's why I'm, I, I said, teach me to track, you know, better. Yeah. You know, because I, I, I did a jump with Julianne Grau the other day, and I'm right with her right in my slot. But Beautiful. I'm potato chipping as I'm flying no with her. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, is shit okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, and, and. The great thing about being being my age now, I'm Social Security eligible, is that I'm freely willing to admit how much I have to learn. And you're, and you're learning it. 
to, 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 do, to do some remedial, you know, remedial work. But listen, there is a, I had it too. I didn't want to belly fly. I thought it was lame. I saw those guys. They always seemed too serious. They seemed rude. They seemed overly focused. They didn't skydive for fun. They were for competitions. They're trying to turn this block. They're dirt diving. They wouldn't talk to you. You know what I mean? I was like, I didn't want to be a belly flyer. That turned me off. Like, I was like, I don't want to be anything like those guys. So I went straight to sit flying. I mean, I, I did. But um, the drop zone I was raised at was all about making money. And the boss used to say, nobody's going to pay you to sit fly, but they're going to pay you to get that video or hook a drogue. He's like, you want to learn yeah. how to skydive? I was like, yes, sir. So that's the path I took. I learned sure. how to, like, make sure. loot and be at the spot and get the shot. You, you, know? you, know, you know, for me... It was kind of when, especially back in back in '98, uh, and free flying was relatively new. Yeah, that was um, Flyboys. Flyboys. Uh, Olaf, Eli. Olaf Zipser. Zipser. Olaf was the. We just had that's Olaf right there. That's Olaf right there. You can let that play. That's Olaf with the space ball. You can let that play when we're talking about it. Yeah. So free flying was new. Olaf Zipser, the Flyboys. So, so I Eli thought, Thompson. I those guys were those to me. Those they were the snowboarders and the belly flowers were the skiers. Oh no, that's a hundred percent. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. exactly the so, analogy. So that's exactly the analogy. So I and I was a snowboarder. So I of course I wanted to free fly. Yeah, yeah. See, the skiers complain that the snowboarders leave ruts on the trail, yeah. <laughs> and the snowboarders don't care about the skiers at all. You need to move because you're going slow. So and you're under big canopies and you're in the middle of the pattern. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. So here, here's the here's the uh, look at Omar kissing the ball, space ball. Is that Omar or that's Olaf? Om- that's Olaf Zipsa. That's Zipsa. So, so anyways, here's here's a great one. I used to skydive in Pahokee, Florida, where Olaf was and his circus. They were training there, living there. Sick. I used to own that rig, right oh, there. Wow. That exact rig. I jumped it for years. So, 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 anyways, I'd 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 jump in Pahokee, uh, was. I'd jump at Pahokee, and I'd be the only revenue flyer on the plane. and it would just Everybody else is just training and coaching? Everybody else is Olaf and yeah. his friends. Um, where the heck is Pahokee? Pahokee is near Bell Glade Prison. It's at the top of Lake Okeechobee. And where's that? Tampa, that's that's uh, Florida. Florida. Like it's it, close to Miami. North oh, of Miami. South. Okay. South. And, uh, I, and to keep it with skydiving, um, I had my first reserve ride there. Okay. And... It was it was a classic. I threw out my I threw I pitched, and I had a streamer. It was hundred percent locked up. It what was, canopy? It, saber one? No, maybe like a one ninety saber saber two. Oh, saber two. One. I don't know. We don't know this. Anyways, uh, I I I pitch it and immediately see that it is never going to open uh-huh. and chop. And I'm under my reserve right away. And so I decided to fly down. And land near where the where the canopy was going because I didn't want to lose a, you right. know, a twelve hundred dollar yeah canopy, and so I managed to land on a dirt road right next to the sugarcane field where the canopy was going into. And sugarcane looks like it's not that no, big of a deal. It's yeah. tall, like twelve feet tall, you know, ten feet tall. Anyway, so it's going down into the middle of the cane field, and I land on a dirt road right next to the spot where it's going in, so I can walk in and find it. And I landed, and I just slid. And what I didn't realize is I made a downwind landing with you know with 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 sixty, seventy, eighty. Who knows? I don't know how many. Yeah. Anyways, this guy lands next to me, 
And and I go, oh, are you here to help me find my cannabis? He goes, he goes, no, you idiot. I'm here to see if you're alive after that one. <laughs> <laughs> he said, landed by you to see if you died. Yeah, well, you know, cause uh, I, I mean, I certainly. Anyways, here's here's the the fun part of the story is that uh, the guy that I jumped with. Um, was going to help me find the canopy. So we went back to that spot where I landed and we stood 20 feet apart and entered the cane. And we walk in and within, you know, within a minute, I go, this is pointless. Yeah. And I go, where are you, Yoshi? I'm going to come see you. And 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 he goes, I'm over here. And I walked into the canopy. Oh, beautiful. Wait. So I say, I say to him, okay, okay, all right. Uh, we'll each go in one direction, fifty feet. Turn around, and come back because I think the deployment bag is the D bag is really right close. Here. Well, we both walked away, and we both lost the main no, canopy. You never came back to it. Wait, you wait. never found it. We looked. We were. We were. Oh, we, were no. we left the main canopy in there. Well, we finally decided to give up, and after fifteen minutes of searching, we walked back out to the road, and we just hung our heads. Go, how could we found it and lost it? I said, well, let's go back in one more time. And we found it again. But okay. we but the feeling of losing the canopy oh after finding God. it. Why was, did you take it down? Was, one of you should have took it down, the other one should have looked for the free. Bag. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we should have walked. <laughs> so Hey, so, so my thing go. about that is uh, in Dallas, Skydive Dallas, uh Spaceland Dallas now, there's it's surrounded by cornfields. Yeah. If you land off, you're in the corn. Do you know what's in the corn? Cat-sized spiders, buddy. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Eating dogs. Like, they're freaking huge, and they can speak, like, four languages. It's terrible. <laughs> was it, what was in there? Was it sugarcane fields? Yeah. Did you see any creatures? I, not, that, not that I saw, but it, 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 cane is really hard on your body and back, and you're lucky if you don't, you know, get out without major scratches and, and what. So, so uh, the, I'll give you another, another good reserve story was that Scott mm-hmm. I Sebastian. How many you got? Years. How many you got total? Five. Okay. All sport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, um, so he, the, the Sebastian story is great because I, I did a, I, I did a walkthrough. I actually have two step throughs where I pitch and you've got a perfect canopy, but the the risers are twisted. The, the, no, they the, they're going in and out of each other, and you can't turn. You know, with a gun to my head, I maybe could have landed it with the rears, mm-hmm. but why? You know. Oh, so the toggles are locked because of the twist. Yeah, yeah, they're it's twisted not... right on the risers, so you're stuck. It, no, it's actually twisted. You know, it looks like a cat's cradle, where 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 lines from one are caught up in lines of the that's other. That's not a step through, bro. Okay. That's, a, that's something else. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. he, I actually have video of one. Anyways, the uh, it's a packing error. Yeah, and, that's bad. And 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 uh, <laughs> and so I I, I I I chopped that one and the winds are so strong there that the main just gets I just see it go whew, oh, no. goodbye. Same same specter? Yeah, uh, this I, I I wish I could remember. Okay. Anyways, the bottom line is is I, I, I land the reserve and I just I, I, I just took my time. I accepted the loss and just said, oh, fine, you know, it, it happens. Can't do that. It was my fault. I packed it myself. And so, uh, so luckily I stayed at the drop zone for, you know, an hour or two hours, you know. And then somebody actually drove up as I was leaving. With your parachute. 
with my parachute and I just go, oh my gosh, you found it. How, yeah, I go, please let me give you a reward. He goes, no, 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 I don't need any money, but I really wish I had known that you weren't underneath it because I dove into the water to get it. He thought you were <laughs> drowning. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So they, the, uh, you know, and, and then, uh, what was your last, what was your last cutaway? Most recent was maybe, Couple of years ago, uh, uh, at Spaceland, I, I uh, San Marcos, yeah, San Marcos. I, um, I uh, pitched and uh, had brake fire and uh, was spinning, uh, spinning. You know, uh, or, or line twist, major, major line twist, spinning, brake fire, and I wasn't getting out of it. And so, yeah, that's know, too much. So, so, uh, so that was, and, and even uh, Thomas Hughes was on the ground. He goes, Yeah, you were, you were moving fast. You did the right thing. You know, blah, blah, blah. So, so um, hindsight, you can reach above the risers and grab the toggle lines and steady the parachute. Get it oh, flying, well, get the risers level, then get well, out if you wanted the, to. The line twists were going all the way up to the canopy. Oh, so there was no way. Yeah, there was no oh, way. Oh, that was a pack. Well, how did you? Okay. No, I was, you know what? Here, this is a good, this is a good one to pass out. I, you know, the, 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 uh, the, what the problem was, was my brake handles. Um, the, the solution was to put Velcro on the back of them. And so that they were Velcroed to the uh to the risers not the, not the stoves yeah not the, the stoves yeah, i needed velcro yeah and and that just solved the whole problem completely no well i think are you grabbing your risers and opening and popping your own brakes that's what happens if the parachute comes up and you reach up and grab your risers a lot of people pop they 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 cause their own toggle fires no no this is the straight up just a, a it's just an old school yeah. canopy yeah and, and, okay. and so once once i had a rigger put the uh i don't like velcro velcro, velcro tears stuff up ah, works for me yeah all right <laughs> but i'll i'll tell you i'll tell you <laughs> another another reserve ride this is a this is a classic um, was at Skydance in Sacramento. Yep, I was driving up there. Uh, Shout out to Skydance. Yeah. Skydance. And so, so I doing a helicopter jump at a boogie, and uh, hanging from the skid, and I, you know, let go, and I look down, and I can see my uh, deployment, um, my reserve uh, D ring is flapping around. It's oh like, shit! Like, like in front of my face, you know. So you scraped it when you crawled out. Yeah, scraped it when I crawled out, which is really stupid. People don't do it. You don't know. put your weight on your rig. Yeah, yeah. Watch how you climb out onto that skid and hang down. So and so do? I had to split second, and I decided to just you know use the reserve because I was worried that I was worried that if I deployed my main, that it was that it would. Uh... Why don't you just stuff it back? Well, that's a good question. Okay. You know, you I'm don't sorry. have very much time on a helicopter jump. Yeah, you do. You're hanging there. You got all the time. No, 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 no. I was. I had already dropped off the helicopter. Oh, and it's flapping. Yes. Oh, and you're in free fall. It's I'm in free fall. That's, <laughs> that's 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 when I that's when I saw it. And oh, I had that's a, so. Oh, I couldn't even compute, dude. If I was falling off a helicopter, flailing because I flail every time. I roll down windows, <laughs> and then my reserve handles flapping, I'd probably black out. No, no. So, <laughs> I probably just pass so out. So I just, I just had the, I just had the, uh, I had a choice, you know. Roll over and dump. Uh, how much, you know, how, you know, it, was the pin disturbed at mm, any point, you know? And, 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 you know, 
in, in hindsight, I'm 99% sure that, 90% sure that if I deployed the main, it would have been fine. No, you're not 90. You don't know that. I didn't know you that. You don't know that. I didn't know. So, and then the ride down would have been terrifying. Right, because I'm worried that the it whole... It could pop at any second. Right, right, exactly. Your reserve comes out, you don't final? Come on. Yeah. So so I, so I you're saying I made the right decision. I think you made the great decision. Okay, but what I did do, though, training, I, I used my cutaway handle first. Oh, yeah, well, good. You know, I just cut because people ask me after that, like, why'd you cut away? Because. Because, exactly, because it's two movements. Right, left. Yeah. You you don't want to have to think, oh, this situation, that, this, it. dude, always go in sequence, boom, boom. That's what they teach you in tandem. Yeah. You know, so. and in that situation, yeah, he reserves out. You could have pulled it. Everything would have been fine, but just because. But, you know, gosh, I, you know, I had, I had probably, you know, 1900 skydives and greg the instructor at uh at at spaceland called me out on getting off the bench to the floor without guarding my pilot shoot my pilot shoot my uh my 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 closing flap you know yeah. and and well, you just scraped off the bench yeah just just i just, just scraped didn't off. care just well i just, just wasn't basically right and yeah. and he called me out on it and you know he was right and then another yeah. so the the message to anybody who's who's you know, a new in the sport, protect your pilot chute and protect your closing hey, yo, yo, flap yo, yo, yo. when you move on the bench. Yo, the message is your your rig is made of glass and it could shatter if you bump it. You need to protect it. Yeah. And, you need to and he it. called me out on it. He was right and now and, and I haven't forgotten. You know, or so I when I not when I board the aircraft, I cover my pilot yeah. shoot. Yeah, I, I I'm always... the prop can blow it out. Anything when you sit down, you gotta check it. Check your pilot shoot before you jump. Yeah, premature suck. People break their backs on premature. Yeah, exactly. and all it is is a pilot shoot. Is your flap tucked? Yes or no, and you can get out. Another thing, I was on the plane the other day. People are not rotating out of the door correctly. At, oh yeah, at yeah. any drop zone I've gone to, any drop zone. It's not. It's not. It's not isolated to one or the other. People are scraping their pins on the doors. They're not hugging. When you get out of the plane, your chest should be on the door so your rig has no chance of hitting the other side to pop your pin. To give a premature that wraps over the tail, takes one of your friends out. People are being irresponsible. But they do it so smoothly and easily, it's like they've never been told otherwise. Yeah. I, I've been called out on it enough to, to try and you not never do it. it. And yeah. you need to call people out. It's just for safety. Yeah. Speaking of safety, um, what's your lowest pool and why? Anything crazy? Never, no, no, ne crazy. no, never crazy. Okay, good. You know, I, I can't even think of under 2,500. Um, you know. I, 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 really? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> But, I used to do ten second delays but, from twenty five. You know, I, 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 I all day. But I was on a uh, uh, I was on a zoo dive, uh, uh, and 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 friend of the show, patron of the show, Jeff Jeff Gowie. Jeff Gowie, Gowie. Yeah, it's my dog. You know, I I was trying to fly head down with some guys who weren't you know there, and and so I wound up getting really low. Tried to track. No excuse for that. Right. Tried. Yeah. No excuse. You're right. There's not. Tried to get. Tried to track away. I pitch, and Jeff went right next to me. It's oh. still in free fall. He went. He was going. <laughs> Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Jeffy. Know. 
I want to see the jump. I know you got, got it. He's got it. He's got, got it. it. Oh, He's gosh. got it. You didn't show that shit to me. He sends me stuff in the morning to watch. You never showed me that jump, but, Jeff. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, I was on a jump I shouldn't have been on, uh-huh. you know, and I was trying to fly in a way that wasn't in accordance with the uh, majority of the group, you know, but... Uh, so, what do you mean? What happened? Explain to me what happened. I, I, I must have been where people were sitting. Four-way, six-way, eight-way, Yeah, six-way maybe. Okay. You know, it was... What a, kind of exit? Head down? Zoo dive exit? It was a... I, I'm, I was probably chasing, you Okay, know, diving. But, yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, so... I I love two ways. I wish everybody that's all I did. Do. Three way, two way. That's it. I wish three I ways w- too much, or somebody else there is in the way. So you know, it, it's uh, everybody wants much. to jump with their friends, and they just add, keep adding, adding, and Not and, me, man. and uh, so I don't know. And you know, my dream is to uh, uh, if anybody out there is listening, if 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 you see me at the drop zone, if you want to translate your head down in the tunnel to head down in the sky. Jump That's all me. he wants to do is skydive. Head no, 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 no. <laughs> I I want to do I want to do a lot of other stuff, but I want to help people. You know, get, yeah. get that uh, get that transition. You know. So um, can we pull up that flight nights again? Is that possible? So yo, flight nights, man. We've been taking this shit to the next level. Um, have you seen any of the videos of flight nights? Do you know what flight nights is? I do, I, but it's a lot of people flying with each other, you know. And it is a lot of people yeah, flying with each other. Yeah. It gets dangerous. It's the most dangerous night of the week at iFly. <laughs> uh, I have to tip the instructors out because you guys try to kill yourselves. But we take this to the next level, man. So those are friends of the show. You've seen the rings before, but now, like, so in Austin, we're blessed enough to have the rings, the lights, and I have free will to do whatever I want as long as it's safe. So now this is a game called the Mission Impossible. The guy in the center is a hacker. He has to hit the lights in order while the other two do burble hops, and they can't come back till the lights are hit, and then they go backwards through the hoops. The hacker comes through, and he has to do it on the other side to let the agents through. The other guys are the agents doing burble hops. So they burble hop, burble hop, and then it's back through the hoops. And that's Jeff Gooey. That's Jeff J- Gooey, Jowie, Jewey. Um, who's the teammate? Who's the teammate? Blue Helmet. Who is that? That's Kerry Wyman. That's Carrie Wyman, Flight Nights, uh, Madisonville Skydiving. Now she's at Casterville or San Marcos. And who's the hacker? I don't know who the hacker is in the middle. But yo, you guys, Flight Nights is the next level of flying. We've been putting a lot of time in this. This was event 140-something, right? So this isn't like just some overnight stuff. But these guys are killing it. This is the next level of flying. I want to invite you out to a Flight night, Derek. <laughs> Uh, not there yet. Ah. I'm not, not my Do you belly. guys understand what he's saying? So, I love other tunnels that offer advanced programs that get you guys upside down quickly. But if you're doing that and you're not comfortable doing simple belly stuff, I don't think it's worth the time. Yeah. It, That's my opinion. Well, I, I'm, I'm happy to tighten up what I shouldn't... What, and I don't know if there are... I hate the word... The, use the word should but uh but I, I will I, I should be better on my belly than i am and you what you're better on your back than your belly it's well if you think about it, i've had a lot of shoulder uh issues and We're shoulder surgery. That. that's what this is all building to that's so what this you know is all building so to. so uh you pointed out to me today we did 10 minutes in the tunnel that that i'm flying belly protecting that shoulder yes and when i'm on my back 
I'm, you I, don't it, care? It's, it's less stressful on the shoulder. It is. It is less stressful on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I think it's less stro- stressful because you're so tight on it. Like your grip is so tight on your shoulders. Ugh, in the, in the belly happens, position. You're going to wrench. You're going to wrench. If you were loose and something hit your arm, it wouldn't hurt as much. Yeah. So I think the position you're taking, and this is a lot of people, um, men, a lot of men. What, what it is is the stress of life. And everything, your injuries, all your history comes out in the tunnel, hmm. right? You can't just go in there and be somebody else. You are who you are, and you got to work through your stuff. You just got to work through it. Yeah. That's all it is. Sure. So, dude, at least it's just a physical trauma and not a mental trauma. Yeah. Somebody screaming at you your whole life that you, you're not good at anything. I deal with those students. They get out like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. The guy that, like, beats himself up the whole time. Fuck, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, you heard me telling the student tonight, dude, you're not allowed to apologize to me ever again. I don't care if you smack me in the face. Stop apologizing to me. Because he apologizes in the wind, right? I'm like, straighten your legs. He bends his legs. I'm sorry. I'm like, you're wasting time. Let's just do this and fix it, right? It's a mental game. It's a a mental game. And for you, it's a mental game to let go. So stem cells and surgery. Yeah. This is very That's interesting the, to me. I've from, got, from friend of the show, Jeff McVeigh. Jeff McVeigh, yeah. He's the guy who turned me on to Dr. Kelly Cunningham here in Austin. Dr. Kelly Cunningham, I'm inviting you on the show. We're about to talk <laughs> about you right now. <laughs> I will spend it. I need some shots. I believe in the stem cell thing. Um, it's, it's, it's almost primitive. It takes it back to the matrix of growth for your body, and you just offer it food. To fix itself is how I see it. Yeah, and he he did tell me that Dr. Hennigan said that uh, uh, shoulders seem to respond better than other body parts. Well, Joe Rogan said a whole rotator cuff tear was healed. Yeah. Um, I have a labrum and rotator cuff tear in the right arm and a something over here, rotator or labrum, not both. Yeah. So I'm very interested, but I had surgery on my foot, show knows, <laughs> and... um. I don't. I feel mutilated. I'm never getting surgery again. Yeah, few, I'll, I'll throw up. Throw up my feet. Uh, hey, yo, yo, Doctor Ebert. I, I heard you're the best man, but I, you, you tore me up, man, and I don't really appreciate look at, my look, service in look, the surgery. Can can you can you see my? Uh, yeah, go ahead. What's that? That's my right foot before and after the the uh, bunion surgery. I had the bunion. Oh, you had a bunion. Look at that. The, the size of the state of Maine. I believe surgeons are nicer to white people than they are black. Ha. No, I'm serious. So I, I get shitty care. Ah, then you're the picking field. the wrong doctors. Well, I pick the best. Everybody recommends them. Then ah. I go in there. What happened to me on my last one? I'm looking at my X-rays. It looks like junk in my foot. And then I look at the guy next to me's x-rays with the same thing, and he had a nice setup in his ankle. And I was mm. like, why didn't I get that? I was like, you know, and they're like, oh, well, the circumstances. And this. I was like, dude, this is bullshit. So I don't trust surgeons. Y'all can kiss my ass. Fuck surgeons. <laughs> Excuse my French, but I don't take well, that one back. Well, I, so. so the, Stem so the... cells, homeopathic, stretches, yoga. I believe the body can heal itself, man. Now, the hip replacement. Which I had done a year ago, a little over a year ago, just 13 months ago, was the best thing I ever decided to do because my my ability, I was bone on bone on the hip, and my ability to uh, bend forward was severely compromised by the hip, and the replacement hip it? has, uh, it might have been genetic. Uh, uh, it's not know? stopping on the floor, keeping the beat it, for it, years oh, very, and years very and years. Very much so. Very. Years. 
Very much so, Oz. That's, that's actually, uh, it's actually even more direct than that. It's, it's from using, riding a volume pedal with my right foot there and standing on my left for there it is. 20, 30 it's years. It's like a carpal tunnel 35 typing. years. Yeah, you're just, it's what you do. 35 years, you know, and, and, uh, and. 35 so, 30, years. So getting, get, getting that replaced was the smartest thing I've ever done now. The what only, was the recovery? What uh, was the recovery? Six months, a year? Well, six months afterwards, I was in the tunnel again. No, no shit. Um, after, after the hip. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you this, is that uh, my surgeon said, oh, you're so active, you probably don't need a physical therapy. Well, I got physical therapy from the shoulder, and they were looking at me, my walk, and they said, no, you need to address this. Mm -hmm. Because habits, you know, decades of walking on that bad hip and limping, Your I kept brain, doing it. Exactly, you kept favoring it. Kept favoring it, and so they they had to cure me of that. And that physical, I shout out the physical therapists yeah. who really know their stuff. Right. And and so I was doing one legged squats on that leg. That, yeah, that's what I'm doing now. So you know, the, it sucks. The, it's like take the coaching in skydiving. Yeah. Spend the money on the tunnel. Spend the money on coaching. Uh, go to the physical therapist, you know, after your, oh, after injuries. I went to the physical therapist. I didn't like the, for my injury, it wasn't, but, um, I was, they did point out that I was babying it from before the surgery yeah. and I needed to walk as if right. I've had surgery. And like, sometimes I get up like in the middle of the night and I revert to the, yeah. so yo, my foot was broke for a year before I got it fixed. Because I didn't realize it. The x-ray missed sure. the hairline fracture. And then I walked on it and jumped on it and flew on it. And it shattered. Right? So by the time I got it fixed, it was really bad. And I had been walking yeah. on it for years. So my habit was I'd face it out and walk on the side of my foot sure. like a club leg. Now, when it doesn't even hurt, I catch myself reverting to that. Yep. I'm like, dude, I turn. I'm like, what are you doing? But it's a mental yeah. discipline. It's really, dude, I've said it over and over. Healing is dark. Coming back from something where you don't know if you're going to make it back, you don't know what the recovery is going to be like, you don't know if you're ever going to skydive again. That's how I felt. But you can do it. And it the, the, the entire time I was off the uh, off skydiving with the hip and the shoulder, I would be looking at the load clock at Spaceland oh, to did. see how many jumps loads they were doing a day. <laughs> you tortured yourself like that? I blocked it out completely. I, it was torture for me. Uh, so. I couldn't think about my friends let, letting go, and I couldn't. In yep. the bed. Just the, I don't care about the skydive. The exit feels so amazing to me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's from it, reality it, to fake. Like, it's the simulation. When you let go, dude, you're in a simulation. You're right. When you're skydiving, somebody colliding you, or you have the greatest jump of your life. I don't know. It's, and to not have access to something that gives you so much joy. Yeah. It's almost like not being able to breathe. Well, yeah, I don't, you know. I, Whatever, I, dude. Yeah, it, it, it's. Uh, this is my uh, life. We're, we're, we're back to Ted Lasso and, and, and football is life, skydiving is life. Life, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. So was your hip stem cells and surgery or is that just the shoulders? The hip, yeah, just the shoulders. The hip was just a straight up replacement. Do you think the replacement would have gone better if you had stem cells? Um, After your experience? I don't, the answer to that is I don't know because uh, I'd have to, I don't know if Dr. Cunningham does hips. 
I don't think he does. I think he does knees and shoulders. I don't know. That's a good question for him. Okay. Dr. Cunningham's here in Austin. He's Dr. Kelly, Kelly Cunningham on BK Road in Austin, Texas. Shout out, Dr. Kelly. Hey, there's a commercial for you, bro. You got to give me some shots, son. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, the shoulder. Walk me through the shoulder. Um, what kind of tear was it? You had to get your bi- bicep? Yeah, my biceps was completely detached. Uh, the top of the bicep was completely detached. And my, How did that my rotor. Was that from guitar? No, no. I actually had a traumatic uh, weightlifting accident in college uh, where I, working without a spotter. And I, uh, the old fashioned Olympic bar where you've got a large J yeah, uh-huh. uh, that, that catches the, uh, the Olympic bar. And. I was doing Squats. my no, no, I was doing inclined bench and I was doing my warm up set with ninety five pounds. I used to weigh ten more pounds than I do now. Okay. And I was, you know, I was. That, hold on, hold on. That was my. You're on the incline bench. What J bar? Oh, just the just the that's just the, to that, put it back. That's to put it back. On, yeah, 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 okay. It's J-bar. a it's, it's a, it's a large J. It's a J. It's a J receptacle that you put the. Uh, the, I've never heard it called that, but okay. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, the rack. It's a, but it's a J. Yeah. Not a not a. Uh, Upside oh. down C. It's a it's a J, so that you can actually throw the bar back over your head, hit the top of the J, and then it'll slide down. Into yeah, because there's a black the black plastic to hit, and it slides. Yeah, in. yeah, cool. So, so uh, what I did was I managed to look over my right shoulder and I put it so that it would hit the back of the J. And the, the left one missed. The left one went over the top. And your hand was on it, and it ripped your fuck. Yeah. Sorry, shoulder. Yeah. And oh my God! I have shoulder injuries. I can't imagine how much weight. There was a. It was ninety-five pounds. So it was my warm-up set. But did you let it go, or did you no, hold it? No, you tried you, to fight. No, you didn't hold it. It happened so fast that it just you pulled. Just, it. Oh. Yeah. It just. Oh went. my God. And. Uh, so rate, rotator cuff or label. I didn't even have a diagnose. I just, I just, uh, as a matter of fact, a trainer at the gym uh, just popped it back into the arm. It was. It the, came out of socket. Yeah. Oh, you ripped it up. Yeah. It was, Has it come that's out of socket traumatic. ever since? It would, it would uh, pop out a little bit here and there every now and then, and and I would just be like six weeks of, you know, pain and whatnot. Dude, mine's so bad. It was so bad before I started lifting again. I would sleep and it pop out, and I wake up like ah, I have to put it back in. It's, <laughs> it's from high flights at the tunnel. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. destroyed me. And I was designing a um, tunnel ball game, which is really rad. <laughs> really, you saw the lights tonight. You got to play the lights. Mm-hmm. Okay, imagine the RFID in the ball. That I'm not going to explain the game because I think it's okay. propriety. <laughs> Proprietary. iFly owns it, but it's pretty badass. It's a team sport. Team of four guys, two on two ball. Passing, scoring, pretty sick. But the ball has to be heavy because you have to fly at free fly speed, so 88. So in the testing, me and Danny Cordito are trying to, like, he's playing D, I'm playing offense, and I go to rip the ball, but it's so heavy and the wind resistance is so much that I rip my labrum and and, and my rotator cuff. Arm goes limp, dude. Um, I I saw white, you know. It was like I was sweating, I needed to pass out. Um, well, yeah, I went and got a f- MRI, and they were like, yeah, it's torn. They wanted to do surgery, and I just couldn't see having the time off. Well, you know, a, 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 a stem cell injection is a interim step, and 
you know, it's not covered by insurance. And so, so yes, it's, it's hey, expensive. Patreon, Patreon. <laughs> no. You want your boy to jump with so, you, man. I need seven grand. Uh, maybe not that much. Well, I'm trying to get two, but so oh, okay. seven, eight. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, sixteen, son. I need my. But I, I had, I had, a, I had just a stem cell treatment on my right shoulder just before that. that. Yeah, I, I was in a situation where because I, I had, you know, uh, another kind of traumatic separation that happened to both shoulders. Or, mm. I mean, but the bottom line uh, is that so surgery on one, stem cells on the other. Yeah, the, 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 but here's the thing: is that. I went to a doctor in Florida that I was referred to by a good friend um, who does stem cell and at a reasonable price. And the day after I, or the day after I went and got the stem cell injection, all of a sudden I could raise my hand above my head, which I couldn't do. I couldn't collapse my slider with my right hand. Mm. I had to reach up with my left hand Were and pull it Were you still pulling with the right? Yeah, I was still able to pull. But you just couldn't pull it up. Couldn't, couldn't put it up. I've had four jumps where I reached back and I couldn't reach my pilot shoot before I knew my shoulder was bad. Right. One was in Cali on a Wazi Circus trip and another one on that jump when I got back to Lone Star, I did two. And one, I spun on my back trying to get my pilot shoot. This is 5,300 jumps in. Yeah. I couldn't get it and I was like, my brain was like, dude, just go to reserve. And my mind was like, fuck you, I'm deploying. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm deploying, right? So I reached back on my back and deploy. Like, oh my God. It's the scariest right. feeling. Yeah. Like reaching up and not being able to grab your slider. But so the day after you can reach up, how about six months after? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, been, it's been a couple of years. And, That's and, fine. And I'm, I'm, the guy in Florida. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully, fully mobile with that, uh, with, with that arm now. What's the process? Where do, they, where do they extract the stem cells out of your body from? Uh, well, that, that one was they were using... Uh, Store-bought stem cells. Okay, so um, that one was uh, umbilical cord. Stem yeah, cells. not your company own. Company called Regenex. I, I can't even remember. Okay, but it's Anyways, not. It's not from you. That from wasn't. That marrow. wasn't from my own. But Dr. Cunningham here in Austin takes it out of your bone marrow and your hip or something and spins it up in the centrifuge and puts right, it back. That's so what I'm about. He's using your own. How painful was that? Not painful at all because you're completely under in, in the surgery. He does it during the surgery process. So he's able to extract them, spin them down, and re-inject them while you're out? Yeah. I thought it took a while to spin them down. I don't think so. Well, the time that he takes to do the, yeah. the no, shoulder. Oh, it's spinning and then he injects it. Yeah. Dr. C, son, I'm coming to see you, baby. And wait, the, the, the great thing is that he will give you a video of your procedure. I don't want to see that. Uh, it's great. It, it, it's great. <laughs> He, he I, Dr. Cunningham actually told me that uh, half the people are really intrigued and enthralled by it, and half the people don't even want to see it. Yeah. But when he's he's what he did do is he takes a uh, like a Dremel tool and he chips away all the arthritis and the mm -hmm. calcium and the bone spurs, and it looks like a sorority fight at a at a, a, a pillow fight at a sorority house that you'd see in a bad '90s movie. What do you mean? What do you mean just stuff flying everywhere? Stuff fly. It looks like a Feathers. snowstorm. Looks as like feathers. As he's doing the bone. As he, yeah, it looks like uh, that, that's what it looks like on the video. Just, just dude, like a, it's, it's like a mm, like a feather fight. <laughs> I studied biology in college, and it just, I, it just, I, it's full cringe. I can't do it. I can't do knee and biopsy. He, and, I can't do bodily fluids. I can't do ligaments, muscle tissue. But he, he shows fascia, you. He shows fat. you. He shows you what he can and can't do. He couldn't repair my rotator cuff. Completely, but he got about a fifty percent. So was he sewing it or he's the sewing anchors? It. Sewing okay. it, yeah. And so your bicep, did he show the anchor? 
He di- he didn't show the anchor on the bicep. I don't think. Uh, I want to see how they do that. Is it a nail? Yeah, kind of. It, you it know. is right. They stretch it. Well, they pull it like yeah. muscle, dude. It's like steak, and they pull it and they just tick tick tick. It's hammered into your shoulder. Well, it, you know, it, it, it's it is kind of old fashioned and and whatnot. But Waz, this has been great. I, I yes. You know, I, I think uh, I think we've we've covered a lot of Almost. ground. Okay, we've got a couple more things. Okay. Uh, we're gonna do a freak out. We're gonna do the book. Um, inspiration. A guy that's sixty two. Would you tell him to jump? Oh, another sixty two year old. Yes. Assuming that you're able to arch your back easily, and, and that your that your limbs function adequately, that you're somewhat athletic at least. Somewhat. How about a sixty year old going to the tunnel? Same thing. Same thing. I would I would say do. I, gosh, there, there's no harm going to the tunnel if as long as you can arch your back, and you know not freak out and 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 you know. My hat's off to all you tunnel instructors. I've seen so many people do first flights, you know, and and some people just, you know, get it right away. Some people do. Some people, some people do. Some people don't. But even the ones who don't still have a great experience doing it. How much fun did you have on those transitions today? Yeah. Oh gosh. And you know, me it's, flying. It's 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 a it's it's a new experience. It's a it's a it's a challenge. It's a change. I didn't think I'd ever be able to backfly. You know, it took me two hours of, of time to really just get comfortable. Listen on the closely. Back. Two hours. Two now, hours. So if you come to me in like 10 minutes and you want to freaking backfly, it's not realistic, guys. I'll give you my best. I'll get you off the net and you'll be flying and you can look at me and smile, but it takes time. Well, now that two hours was, was half an hour a day for four days straight. Oh, yeah, that's and intense. And that, that was, you know, but it How, takes time. It takes time. And my horizon for what I expect to get out of tunnel flying, which, I, you know, I'm really interested in getting to a good head up, mm-hmm. you know. It's coming. I, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I said to myself, gosh, if I'm not head up in five hours, I think I'm doing something wrong. And I'm not really married to that five hour, you know, if limitation. If you're not head up in five I, hours, you got a bad coach, man. Yeah. I'm just serious. He I'm just he, It's not a bad coach. Let me take that back. You have an inexperienced coach that is unable to see what you need to learn. A good coach mm. can see what the student needs to learn, not what they can teach. Yeah. You have to be so well-rounded that you can see what they need and offer it to them. If you don't, five hours is too long to sit fly, you guys. I don't know. I, I, I'm at about three hours right now, you know, but that, uh, that, that includes yeah, but you, the two uh, hours of, of the straight time where, you know. Head down. No, no, not head down. Uh, that that that's that's learning how to backfly. But after 15 minutes in one day, I'm I'm not really, you know. <laughs> I try to max you guys out at 15 minutes a day. 20 minutes is too much. Yeah. So. All right. So yo, Friday freak out. Hey, shout out to Andrew Revis and shout out to the whole community of you guys putting this stuff up. I've got to say, I'm super proud of you, as a community, for not doing stupid stuff as much. Dude, less low turns. Well, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're about to do. Oh, around your foot. How'd that happen? How the hell did that happen? Did you see that? And they kicked it off their foot. Fo- was that reserve? Yeah, that's, that's the reserve. reserve. How did it? Oh, they were head down when they pitched. The camera didn't show. They were head down when they pitched. Oh, wait, he still got it on his foot. 
Doesn't he? Yeah, that's his. The, the mane is still attached to his foot. <laughs> Why are you on your back, doggy? You're messing up, man. Pull that shit in. Oh, he didn't fully cut away. And now it's wrapped on his ankle, and that sucks. And, you know, that hurts. Dude, the blood circulation. Okay. Andrew, I take it back. These videos are dope. Listen, you guys, this is not normal. This is not cool at all. Listen, oh my God, they're twisting the risers, their foot's back there, have no control. Their hands are not in the toggles. This is jacked up. This is the best Friday freak out you guys have released. Always oh, downplaying me. Yep. Okay, so my, listen, listen, just, just in retrospect, my advice. Grab that line off your foot, pull that damn canopy in. Collapse it, wrap it under your legs. Letting it flop around out there like that is giving you inputs on your canopy. This is jacked up. Now look at the lanyard. Look at their... Look at their look at their their options. There's no options. There's dirt roads. Look, if you can steer to that to the left, to the left. Good. Dirt road, dirt road, trees. Good God. Good job. Ooh. Good job. Yo. Ooh. Don't dump head Ooh. down. Your pilot chute won't wrap around. Look, okay, they're not head down. They're flat. Reach back, dump. They're, Did you he, see his, that? His pilot chute caught around his leg. Dude, it went around his... Can we go back just a little bit? It went instantly. Oh. Come on, Derek. Help me out with this. We got to help yeah, you out. No, no, no. He, it, it's, Look, a, it's, it's a, a bad pitch. I think it's a she. It's a bad pitch. Is it a bad pitch? I think so because that's... It, it's it, just you catch your foot. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's back a little bit more. That's jacked. That's jacked up. Uh, let's go back when they first wrap it. I don't care. I want to see what happens. Uh, here we go. Derek. Belly, pitch, dump. Yeah, it went right around her foot. No, no, no. That's not what happened. Okay. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. Watch this. Watch this. Okay, 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 okay. That's not it. Um. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of loose bridle wrapped with their pilot chute. There's a lot. There's a ball of loose bridle in front of their pilot chute. So. They wrapped their pilot chute up, shoot up, and there was like this much bridle, and they stuffed it in, and then they, st I might be wrong, but this is what it looks like to me. You stuffed your bridle in afterwards. Look, they pull their pilot chute. Watch, the bridle comes out first and wraps the foot before the pilot chute's even inflated. Right. Run it back. Run it back, please. Watch. They reach back. The bridle goes around the foot. Then the pilot chute comes out. So that's the, that's the pilot chute pack job. Watch. Watch. You see the bridle? The bridle comes out and wraps the foot. Then the pilot chute right. comes out. That's just a lot of... Boom! One more time. Watch the split second. It's probably having a slow-mo later. <laughs> Watch this. This is slow-mo. Okay. She reaches back. Bridle first. Boom! Did you see that? The bridle comes yeah. out first and wraps mm -hmm. her foot that she does. <sighs> That's just bad luck, you guys. That's just a lot of bridle. And the wind pushed it. She wasn't even head down. No. Something just flew off. What was that? That flew off. <laughs> there was something that flew off, like her phone or something. Uh, I think it's a girl. You're probably not a girl. I apologize. Oh, you had the heads up to pull, open your helmet, huh? But not to pull the damn thing off your foot. It's dragging, son. You can feel that. I don't know if you'd have the strength to pull that up if, they, if it's caught air like that. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm sorry, Derek. How do you land That's that? That's two or three Fs, bombs. Yeah. Look, oh, grab the foot. 
That is Terra. Look, okay, okay. Here we go. Here's another lesson. Pull your handles all the way out. Don't half pull. Did you guys see what happened? Yeah. Hold on. Okay, Bridal comes out, wraps the foot. They half, half cut away. So that's why the canopy's still there. Then they cut away all the way. Then it, it nooses their foot. Dang it. Dang it. Oh, this is their video. They don't even know. Look, they're like, what is that? What's happening? Something's on my foot. Okay, it's on my foot. They already chopped? Okay, there's a canopy. Oh, no, my foot. Both feet. Kick. They're trying. Get it off. See, they fully cut away. They didn't fully cut away, people. Ten seconds back, please. Watch this. Watch the second cutaway. Yo, that's why drop zones used to teach pull it out, chop it. Did you guys did you ever see that? Because cause that happens, man. What we were taught is look, grab, look, grab, arch, right, left, and you pull all the way out. Watch. Yeah. There's a second cutaway. Now they've cut away. Now they got full drag, and they're being, dang, now they're downplaning. This is very bad. Well, you know, the other thing was is that is that it's not a it's not a pull it out and straight away from your body. It's down. You know, somebody showed me that a long time ago. What do you mean? What do you mean? That when you when you chop, oh yeah, you want to push down, down not, and then extend. Yes, not out, not yeah, not yeah. not push straight out because no. you're not going to take the vel the velcro pulls off better. But when you put when you go down, so we, punch we, it down. We teach peel punch. Yeah, punch it down. Peel punch out. Peel punch out. Yeah. 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 Uh, look at this landing, guys. So. Are their hands in the toggles? I think they're steering. Great job. Look, this is accuracy like a mug, dog. Whoo, that's a big tree. Perfect. Oh, I hope you're okay. <laughs> I hope you're okay. I know I talk a lot of stuff. That was out of your control, it looked like. Hey, man, stuff happens fast. It's a dangerous sport. I love you guys, though. It's so much fun. All right, we're about to get to the book. Derek okay. Lewis, it's been a lot of fun. I wish you <laughs> brought you the guitar, son. Oh, another time or another boogie. Have you ever done any round jumps? Oh, to to form a round? No, no, par round parachutes. No, 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 no. Were you ever military? No, no, just a musician. Straight out, straight out. Rock right? star for thirty years. But, You're a thirty year rock star. First professional gig, seventy eight. You ever wear makeup? Do the math. You ever wear makeup? Yeah. Eyeliner and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What wait, were your wait, stage wait, names? Wait, wait. What put, were your stage names? Put 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 up the uh, put up the one picture. I, I I brought one retro picture of uh of of the old. This is how we're going out, people. The old rock star. This is how we're going out. D. Lou, you see with the drop zone trying to fly head down with you. Me playing the electric guitar. Here we go. Yo, this cat has. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There we is go. Is that you with the shirt open? Yeah. Yep. D. Lou, look at you. Yep. You were a handsome dude, weren't you? And then you? Uh, the guy that playing next to me, we had a we had our fortieth reunion uh, just this summer. The band got back. We we brought the back band they back, back together. together right man. <laughs> Who's the coolest musician you've ever met? Well, you know, I played I played a 
dozen or so shows with Sam from Sam and Dave. Like, I'm a soul man. Yeah. I, I backed him up for about 12 shows. Who was the guy with shows. your guitar? Who was that guy with the gear? Oh, that was Wilson Pickett playing my guitar. That, he's the guy. I'm going to wait till the midnight. Uh, I don't have yeah. that one. I didn't, I didn't show that. Oh, we didn't show that? Man, I've you... actually played guitar for three people who are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, Wilson Pickett, Sam Moore, and Wanda Jackson, the queen of rockabilly. Rockabilly. Yeah, and then uh, I played with uh, Clay Walker one night, sat in with me for like two hours, the country star. Really? He just happened to be on the ship, uh, and and uh, and his poker playing buddy said, you got to check out the guy in the schooner bar lounge. He's really funny. And uh, so he rolled up on me when I was packing up my equipment. And because I knew he was from Beaumont, Texas, and I'd played in Beaumont at the Chelsea Street Pub in Beaumont many nights, I said, you know, uh, you know, Clay, if I had a, a nickel for everybody in Beaumont who said he knew you at the Chelsea Street Pub, I'd be rich. He'd go, he'd go Chelsea Street Pub wouldn't give me a gig. I said, that was the best thing that ever happened to you because you went to Nashville and became a superstar. Mm. You didn't start making 1200 bucks a week, you know. Right. Uh, you think that's what happened in your career? Well, the no, money? no. I always wanted, I never was a songwriter. So really? my goal was. You've never written a song? I have, but you know, uh, not, that was never my goal. My goal was to become a professional musician, to make a living at playing music. And so and you did I've that. done that. Yeah. How's that feel? Well, it feels pretty good, <laughs> you know. And I and I was lucky. I I uh, I worked on on the cruise ship for for about twenty years. And gosh, I guess about what eight years into it, uh, my wife uh, my my wife came on the ship, uh, uh, you know, with her with her two daughters. And one of her daughters sang beautifully she with was, you. She'd come up on stage and sing with me, and then. Uh, that, you know that led to uh, one thing to another. One thing to another, and uh, and so I'm blessed to have been with her since I believe it's 2005. You better get that right. Son. I know, but we got married in 2012. At least I got um. that right. <laughs> but uh, but um, I was lucky. You know, I I, I tell people that that uh, that that you know my wife was in the adopt a musician program on the cruise ship. Good for her. <laughs> so where, where how long do you think you're gonna jump for? I'd like to go 20 more years, 80. at least. All my friends are doing it. I know. Yeah. I'd like. To, I'd like to. Uh, with the replacement hip, let's be honest. If I, if I bust that thing, that's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, I'll be lucky to walk again. You know. So you just gotta keep it cool. Yeah. You Don't know, take risks. Yeah, I'm not gonna downsize anymore. I got a 120, and that the, you know, that's I'm, fast. I'm, I'm, Come at, in, huh? I'm, I'm at one. Point five, you know, one point six. Have you ever considered a cross brace canopy? Well, I guess you know, I, I I need to be open to suggestions, but the Spectre has great openings and is conservative. True, True. and that's why I and the Spectre's great. Spectre's great. It there's doesn't fly. Go- it doesn't fly long distance though. But um, <laughs> there's something about non cross brace parachutes that make them feel slightly unsafe to me. Mm. There's the response. It's like flying a waterbed above your head. There's, there's. It doesn't feel like if you're in trouble, it's going to help you. Here, here's, here's the thing: is that uh, I wouldn't know. I've, I've, I've flown a cross brace like once, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a swooper. 
you know, too bad. Uh, I don't know that I'm gonna uh, shout You're out not. to George Nissan for being a sweet. Georgie Porty, dude, George is the man. Now, can we also tell everybody that he's a professional pilot for a living? Yeah, you know, and so oh, he's been on the show. So flying is he's yeah. been on the show, right? He told a he told me a story about a helicopter crash he had in Antarctica. Where he saw white, white, and white until upside from down, crashes the helicopter. He's still in the seat. His feet are on the ground. The fuselage is over there, and he still lived. He walked away from like three of those, I think. Neeson's the man. All you yeah. guys are the man. You're the man. <laughs> I appreciate you, D. Lou. Well, I appreciate you. Well, Every jump that we've ever done together has been memorable. Uh, yeah, and the tunnel flying today was good. Yeah, so... You know, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. All so right. thank you. There's a story, D. Lou. Okay. Go. The story from the book. No caca, there I was. I thought I was going to die. Going down for the third time. June 5, 1960, my first water jump was into the Valley Forge Country Club Swimming Pool. Steve, Sni- Steve Snyder, D5, licensed D5. Woo! Yeah. Shout out. Flew the plane out. and Bob Spatola, D28, let me use his Telson Turn T-slot B-12 rig. <laughs> getting, <laughs> Go hard. getting in over the trees, wires, and clubhouse was so intense that I never thought about getting out of my harness until I was sitting on the bottom of the pool in 11 feet of water. I was able to get everything off of me but picked up a couple of suspension lines on the way up. Before long, I was hogtied and needed help to get out of the water. Every time I surfaced, the crowd cheered. Finally, some kid pulled me to the side of the pool. It was a great experience. Water landings were the leading cause of parachuting fatalities in the decade of the 1960s. I found out why on that jump, Lee Gilfoyle. Yeah, Lee. I think we've read that story a couple of times. Hey, we're initialing them and uh, dating them now so you guys don't hear those stories again. <laughs> Yo, d Lou, we're jumping tomorrow, hopefully. Let's see. Let's go skydive, man. Keep your head on a swivel. Uh, take care of each other, man. Wazzy Circus Radio. Find us on uh, Patreon. I hope you guys love this shit. I do. Thank you, Waz. Thank you, D-Lou. Appreciate you, man. And thank you, Jackie, for the incredible engineering. <laughs> yeah!